You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Random Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, my AKA is you niggas need to go outside because you make me tired. Um, also, AKA um, Black Street, Maya, and whoever else, they ain't have no business snapping on Take Me Down the way that they did. Because my grown ass of 30 years old still listening to that goddamn song from the Red I want to go just... there. Take me there. I want to go there. And that Rugrat soundtrack was super fire. Correct. They ain't yeah. had no business snapping the way that they did. And as well, you heard with the melodies, I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Candace, not so newlywed PC on our social media, which it might be changing soon. I don't know. I don't be liking to have to think of a new name. Like once people know you as one thing, it's just nice to stay that one thing. Um, but I don't have any AKAs. Before we jump into the show, I want to talk about how that pink rap lady is a fucking. Mm. I don't even have a word to describe that bitch. Mm. I really don't, but I cannot believe a woman who has had the type of success she has had in a male dominated industry is committing suicide in the way that she is behind a convicted fucking sex offender. Mm. I just cannot believe it. Um, Kenneth Petty's victim is currently suing Petty and his wife for harassment, for bribery, uh, and some other things because over the last, I want to say, year to two years, uh, Petty and his wife have been harassing this woman directly, indirectly through friends and family, trying to get her to recant her statement so that they can get his case overturned and thrown out, have offered her money when she has declined money. They, the, the rapper's wife has offered a shout out to the girl's 16 year old daughter for her birthday. Bitch, you not that important. Mm. Your music is not that timeless when the motherfucker will re- lie and recant a whole fucking statement by which he was convicted of after taking a plea deal for a fucking birthday shout out. Mm. they have offered this woman money birthday shout outs trips to LA the woman has refused every single bribe every last bribe up to an amount of half a million dollars she has refused it all this woman is not budging this woman's story is not changing this woman is not recanting anything because I believe this woman to be telling the truth and nothing but the truth. Oh yeah, that nigga did um, that shit guilty as fuck. Yeah, uh, and and the documents say that every time the woman refuses to accept an offer from Petty and his wife, they she begins to receive threatening phone calls. She's she she's being followed. People that she don't know are showing up at her home and all kind of other things. This is why I say. The legal system continues to fail victims because why hasn't a protective order been issued against Kenneth Petty and his wife? Mm. At this point, that woman and her husband need to both be in jail. Yeah, Truly. One of the 
I mean, since we're here, uh, one of the weirdest takes I've seen, honestly, not even just with this new revelation, because I mean, well, I say air quotes new, or the lawsuit is new, but the news is not new because this was reported on before. Yeah, we heard about this some uh, months ago. Yeah, uh, but one of the weirdest takes I saw over the discourse about that this this weekend is using feminism to not hold that lady accountable for her husband's actions. Even even before, let me say this: even before now, even before now, that was a silly take in my opinion. Um, but especially now with the evidence that not only is she co-signing and approves of her she's complicit, action, she's, she's complicit, participating. Help participating. Words mean things. Words mean things. And Can I also say your partner is a reflection of you. Who you choose to partner with yeah. with public information is a reflection of you. I yeah. don't care. Do not care. Do not care how you feel about it. She was aware of this man's record when she got with him. She not only got with him, she paraded him all up and down social media. Lied she about married the shit that he him was doing, and that she he did. she had a baby with him and now she is complicit in participating in harassing the victim of a crime he committed over 20 fucking years ago. She can go to hell and ain't no amount of feminism ain't no amount of mental gymnastics when it comes to feminism is going to make that woman right for what she's doing. She's evil. She is. And it's like her spirit is nasty. She is. And, and again, like I say, this is, that was one of the weird, probably the weirdest take I've ever seen. And this is why I I brought that up to say, y'all got to stop saying shit just to say shit because it sounds good. It sounds air quote progressive. Cause you sound the fuck stupid. Yeah. A lot and of a goddamn just co-op thing, language from social media, not knowing what the fuck it means, not knowing how the fuck to apply it. Yeah. Nothing. And a goddamn thing about that woman, honestly, even before this nigga, if we being perfectly feminist. goddamn honest, and a goddamn thing about that woman, feminist, won't feminist, womanist, progr- not a goddamn thing about her. Nothing. Nothing. So that's why not I say a stop, single fucking thing. Like my friend said, stop co-opting language. Stop co-opting language that you see on social media and not knowing what the fuck, how to fuck, and when the fuck to use it. Please, enough is enough. Okay. Um, I needed to, I needed to get that off my chest because, um, what she's doing is very ugly and she's also stupid. Let me say this. <laughs> she, she is on record on her beats radio show, um, discussing the situation and basically lying about it. Um, if a judge so chooses to proceed forward with this case, they the the judge can issue a warrant for and for their phone records kenneth petty's his wife's the victims and and any middleman in between who has had anything to do with this they can get their phone records and verify everything this woman is saying yeah like that phone uh, records matter what's the what's that blogger name with her stupid ass that tasha k woman who she had on queen radio like yeah they pull all that shit yeah all of it is evidence in court 
So worst of luck to, to that couple and continue prayers of peace and security and safety to the victim because to to be re-victimized two decades later by your perpetrator is got to be fucking frustrating. It's got to be. I cannot even fucking imagine. Um also you motherfuckers who are going out this country for vacations unvaccinated mm. and getting the rony good for you suffer the rony <laughs> <laughs> suffer it's what you deserve it is absolutely what you deserve i don't feel sorry for you i read an article yesterday about a family a husband a wife and their kids who went to Mexico for vacation as they were getting ready to end their vacation and come back to the States. The husband and the kids tested positive for coronavirus. The husband had to receive oxygen in Mexico. His insurance would not cover the treatment that was costing $2,000 and an additional $12,000 if he stayed in the hospital because he was unvaccinated and had no medical reason why he was unvaccinated. The hospital put him out and wouldn't treat him. They thought they found a way to get the husband and the kids home. Uh, you don't need a, a negative COVID test to travel interstate, uh, like on a bus through Greyhound. So they put Greyhound tickets to go from Mexico to El Paso, Texas. The woman was going to meet them there because they're from Baton Rouge. And during the bus ride, the husband had to be rushed to the hospital and he's now intubated and on a ventilator. And the kids are stuck in Mexico with a father who may very well die. And the end of the article, you know what it said? This is the couple's second time having COVID. Yet they mm. remain unvaccinated. Only victims in this case are the fucking kids and the and the citizens of and the, the people of Mexico. Because you got stupid fucking entitled Americans doing shit like that. Mm. If you had COVID once, I would think you would. But you know what? The quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens is a dickhead just like that. He's on his second or third bout with COVID. Mm. You've had COVID twice. You decided to travel out the country and did not think it was important to get fucking vaccinated. If the husband died, he died. Let's just pray for the safety of the kids because we know what happens to kids in foreign countries um, without proper supervision. So best of luck to the kids, but fuck your mama and your daddy. They set you up for failure. Mm. And that's let that be a message to anybody. I'm getting to the point, friend, where I'm perfectly okay with insurance companies refusing to cover treatment for COVID-related illnesses for people who refuse to get vaccinated. Only COVID-related illnesses they should cover is people who cannot get vaccinated. Kids under age 12 and people who have certain issues where they can't be vaccinated because those people exist. Yeah, it's a difference they between... They do exist. It's a difference between can't get vaccinated for various reasons and refusing to get vaccinated. It's a difference. Absolutely. It's a difference. Um, where's the luck to you if you're refusing to get vaccinated? 
uh we don't care uh speaking of shit we don't care about but we're gonna talk about it anyways love and hip-hop atlanta <laughs> that is a very perfect you... segue <laughs> <laughs> Because a lot of times I don't care about shit, but I still discuss it. I like to tell. Um, <laughs> All right, okay. I see what time, I see what type of bullshit you on today. Uh, first things first, Mona. You are playing. You trying to play on our emotions, but we're not falling for it. Because everybody's storyline this season is some type of heartfelt family bullshit. Have okay, you peeped that I'm friend? glad we I'm glad we here because everybody's storyline is some type of heartfelt family bullshit that we do not care about. We got Carly Red finally telling us that she was fucking with a drug dealer and money launderer who left her for dead. We got fucking uh Rashida and this begging ass sister and her two big back nieces. Who we ain't never seen before up until now. Ain't never seen before a day in our fucking life. We got Safari Mama coming down dressed like a runway model, but then she got on that fucking wig. <laughs> Let me say, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to be funny, but Safari Mama is very statuesque. Yeah. Like if she would have had on a better a better wig, she would have been a bad bitch. Yeah, I like his mama. I I do too. I do too. Cause when she came to the house to visit, I say this bitch is dressed for the nines, ain't she? Mm-hmm. Look good, and she don't Except take no shit weird. from her son. She don't take no shit from her son. Um, I I'm gonna be honest. I wholeheartedly do not care about Safari and Erica Mena's storyline for two reasons. One, they broke their neck to get married. Safari basically uh crept on his friend's ex girlfriend with rich dollars. That was weird in and of itself. Yeah, and yeah. and we know here. that they're they're going through a divorce currently, and Erica is problematic as fuck. Yeah, so it's it's several reasons I don't care about their storyline. I don't care to discuss anything that was discussed with the mama. Erica, you knew who you married when you married them. Let me be let me be clear about that. You knew you married a motherfucker who had no sense of emotional intelligence, who was not mature. Safari has acted like a big fucking kid on every show we've seen him on. Yeah. Like you you knew you you knew you was gonna see a clown when you went to the circus. And you went and had two babies with him. So yeah, I but I'm glad that you brought it up because I'm friend, I'm trying. I, I am trying. To I'm trying to keep interest in love and hip hop Atlanta this, this season, but so far it's been a struggle. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real no, with I, you. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest this time. I am interested in it. Like even though I feel like they're they're pl- trying to play on our emotions, I am interested in seeing through a lot of this bullshit. I really am. Um, just partially because it's it's taken a fucking pandemic for them to be like we gotta dig deeper we can't keep fabricating bullshit between the cast because yeah. that's what the last couple seasons was the cast fighting amongst themselves hey, and we're the, like uh, no nobody want to see that shit remember the uh remember the poo poo lady with Carly <laughs> yes 
Yes, the poopy lady and her husband. Uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, Akbar V versus everybody. Ice versus everybody. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the big the what's the heavy set girl that rap? Go best friend. That's my best friend. Oh shit! Can't I can't think of her name. That girl. Yeah. I wish they had brought her back. I did like her. Yeah, I agree. I did. I did. I, she was all right. Um, first, Wait. why the fuck is y'all on Lake Lanier? Uh, for, for number fucking one. Listen, stop. Y'all, what, stop. Y'all gave us the history of it, and y'all is on that motherfucking boy. Stop taking Absolutely your ass the- to Lake Lanier. Let white people do that. Let right. Lake Lanier be white people's downfall. Right, because that's Keep just reparations. Black asses off that haunted fucking lake that's full of our fucking ancestors. Listen. Because the, they out for blood. The, li, listen, literally. Your ass be at the bottom of that goddamn lake. But you, I think I don't disagree with you that they're trying to dig deep. The problem with that, though, is they digging deep with shit that you can tell. I don't want to say it's fabricated, but they need something for them to do until they get to the real shit. Like this shit with Kirk and Rashida in this damn, well, Rashida in this damn, again, we ain't never seen Rashida's family up until now. All the family bullshit that Kirk and Rashida done been in for eight or four years on this goddamn show, and we just not seeing this sister. Even before we get to that, Carly Red and Lamar Odom have the chemistry of two fucking rocks sitting on top of each other. It's dead. Oh, I don't believe. Yeah, I I saw Lamar and Carly got the chemistry of the bodies so sunk in Lake Lanier. Dead. All right. All right. Ain't no chemistry there is dead. Lamar Odom was showing more interest in Carly's daughter than he was in fucking Carly. Which is creepy as hell. It's a creepy than a motherfucker. You too old. Boy, you are. And Spice with her shady ass talking about Carly say Lamar planned this party, but I me think she planned it for herself. I mean, she (laughs) absolutely. I mean. She absolutely planned her own party and paid for Points it were made. and asked Lamar to show up. Yeah. She absolutely did. Yeah. Carly, this I don't... Is, I, Carly, this, I, is, this is absolutely a fabricated relationship. They, they, they ain't together for real. They're not. And, and friend, I don't know if you caught it, but they started doing this thing with Love and Hip Hop where the cast members are giving commentary as they're watching the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Carly was shading Lamar down. Talking about why the fuck is he flirting with my daughter with his broke ass? She don't like broke men. So obviously that was a fabricated relationship that didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Cause 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 Carla needed a storyline. What the fuck Carla's gonna do this season? She ain't with Jot no more. Another crackhead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she ain't with Jot no more. Um, you know when you know when we recorded Reloaded last night, and I was trying to think of the woman I was talking about. Tommy. Tommy. Oh, yeah. Tommy ain't, Tommy ain't there no more. So, like, what the fuck? Um, like, um, 
shit, the girl that we were just talking about, the go best friend girl, she not there no more. She not fighting with um with Sierra no more. So what the fuck Carla was gonna do other than get a fabricated relationship for the 85th time? With a crackhead. This bitch <laughs> love a crackhead. Lamar Odom a crackhead. Mo was a crackhead. Life Jennings was a crackhead. She love a crack. She love an old booger sugar doing ass nigga. Love it. You smoke crack, don't but, you? <laughs> Your storyline dead, Carly, and we do not care. The weirdest part of this episode was Carly's daughter having to apologize for her mama for not being there for a divorce from a marriage that Carly rushed the fuck into. Yeah, that was mad weird. That is a college student who is trying to plant her feet in adult life, get an education, figure things out on her own. It absolutely is no reason for this girl to be apologizing to you for not bearing the burden of your failed relationships. Right? That is not your daughter's job. Like, Carla, you are 84. Girl, if you don't sit your goddamn ass down. You should be used to heartache, raggedy bitch. Right? Like, and that's your whole existence on love and hell. That was a lot. I mean, but But I meant it. It wasn't. It was not a lie. Like, you should really be used to fucked up, failed relationships because you a fucked up, failed person. And you won't do the work to be a better a better woman, a better person, and more emotionally intelligent. So you keep running around in circles, chasing your fucking tail and fucking on crackheads. That's nobody fault but your own. Remember when her sees was the thing and she popped up. Oh my god, that crackhead. That blackhead. He ain't a crackhead. He just a blackhead. He looked like a pimple that need to be popped. Yuck. Yep. He looked like uh, one of them. He looked like one of them. He looked like plat build up on somebody's teeth. For sure. Ugh. I'm so, sure. so sad about Carly's daughter. So gorgeous. She is gorgeous. She looks just like she looks like what Carly probably looked like then looked like in her heyday before she kept trying to do shit to herself via plastic yeah. surgery. Yeah. 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 That's that's the vibe I get there. Uh, now we can drag Rashida and them. Um, you know, I don't disagree with Rashida. I don't. But as my friend said, you, y'all trying to dig deep and make us really be invested into this storyline with her and her, her begging, grifting-ass sister and her two nieces. And I'm not. I'm yeah. not invested in it. I agree. I, A motherfucker shouldn't only call you when they want something. And you should nip shit like that in the bud. And her nieces do. First of all, them is two big gals, boy. Them two big gals. <laughs> them two Jeez, big gals, boy. Them two, them two. Them was two big gals, boy. And that plate was piled a mile fucking high. You are ridiculous. <laughs> and they talking about what they didn't come to the family function because they was mad at Sheeta. Uh, okay. Well, stay your big ass home. That's more food for everybody else to be able to enjoy. Pass the peas like we used to. Hello, Rashida don't owe y'all nothing. I will say though, if you gonna if you gonna cut family off because they always want some, why you don't cut Kurt off and he always making babies on you? 
which is exactly another reason why I don't give a shit about the storyline. <laughs> Uh, I don't the give call a shit about this at all because you, you don't even hold your husband to the same standard you hold your sister and nieces. This motherfucker has been able to do what he want, how he want, when he want, while he want in this marriage for fifty fucking years, and, and you just you mad crazy. that your and you just mad that your fa- your family be asking you for money though you walk around and can parade yourself around and nothing but designer this designer that. What's a thousand dollars to a Gucci bitch that's Louis wearing five thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah, what's a design? What's a thousand dollars to a bitch that's always bragging about wearing uh five thousand dollar bags and thousand dollar shoes? Or a motherfucker that's always about the pressed pennies, you show all cheap. And this motherfucker, Kirk, talking about is she the you she the gonna be is she taking me to a strip club? No, she's not because you like to make babies with strippers, stupid motherfucker. We know yeah. what you do in strip clubs. You fall listen, in love and get bitches pregnant. No. I, listen, all I got is that I hope Jasmine and Candace somewhere living their best life happy. Me too. Me too. Because uh, uh, I wouldn't even think about that, but I'm glad that you brought that up. That's another reason why I don't give a shit about the storyline. Because, like, I get it. But also, again, I could tell this is just some shit that y'all came up with. Because like, like I get Kirk. it, but you don't you don't keep that same energy with your husband who has done some nefarious shit to you in that marriage. Come on, some nefarious. shit that you shouldn't even <laughs> that you shouldn't even be able to come back from. Yet y'all still together. Yet you acting like y'all happily married. Yet you in the confessionals talking about his hoochie coochie crunchy wunchy time, legs to the sky, all kind of disgusting bullshit. So forgive me for not caring that your sister be asking you for money because your husband be asking you to play mommy the babies that you had outside the marriage. Mm. The money should come easy. Yeah. And also, y'all ain't got shit else for Kirk and Rashida to do. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I am very conflicted with... uh, Yandy Mendeecees and Infinity because let me tell you my issue with Rashida when you went and adopted that girl you knew the issue she had you mean Yandy you knew her triggers you knew her abandonment issues you knew the things that set her off you raised that girl for all that time while Mendeecees was in jail and not once did you think to get that girl in no fucking therapy to help her sort out the issues that she had as a result of her fucked up family life you tried to put a band-aid on a bullet hole and it's biting you in the ass and now you want to run from it and act like the girl not that fucking important to disturb your peace you are a shit foster mom and i'm gonna tell you why and maybe Kim Bella was right that a lot of this shit you was doing was for brownie points because if that girl was really your foster daughter, your daughter, how you say she is, trying to put her out your house and protect your peace would not be on your mind because you would not do your biological children like that. Mm. 
if this was the if this was the grown-up version of the kids you have with Mendeecees, you and Mendeecees would not be trying to put y'all 19-year-old out, trying to get them an apartment, telling them to get a job while they full-time college students to pay rent and all this other shit. You would hunker down, you would deal with your kids, you would go through the rebuilding process and working on the relationship. You would not tell your kids to get the fuck out, get a job and get an apartment. We're going to pay for it for two months. Then you on your own. You mm. would not do that to your teenage kids. So I'm calling bullshit on, on how you operating in this situation, Andy. You a terrible now, bitch. Now, this is now I have to say this is one of the things that I actually am interested in um, in this season. And it has a lot of layers because on the one hand, I understand what Yandy and I guess by I guess by extension, Mendeecee. by proxy, yeah, yeah Mendeecee. By, by proxy. You, you, you see the aspiration when I say, <laughs> you see, but I understand what Yandy did trying to protect Infinity from that person who was clearly an abuser. Um, and unfortunately, Infinity made the you know decision to choose that person over you know Yandy and Mendeecee's trying to protect, right? So I get that, and I get that is more or less one of not the only, but one of the reasons where the relationship went left, right? But for the reasons that you just said, I also have to call bullshit on Yandy, and I agree because all of this could have been avoided. Well, not all of it, but a lot of this could have been avoided. If when you adopted her, knowing her issues and knowing the resources that you have, because it ain't like Yan ain't got resources, you could have got the girl some help. You could have got because Lord knows just raising her as yours with your fucked up ass. Lord knows that wasn't enough to handle the issues that Infinity got. Lord knows. You could have got her some help. You could have asked for some help. You have the resources to do so. Had them like still have them. Still, it is your damn sure can do one before trying to put her out the house. (laughs) Hello, friend. We was going to the same place. I see we in the car together. Yeah, you have talked about everything to protect your peace, but going to counseling with this girl. You, she sees you as her mother figure. Why aren't you going to family therapy with this girl? Yeah, which you have. DCs don't really know this girl. Why isn't he going to family therapy to get to know some of this girl? know some of what she's been through while he trying to make goddamn decisions you allowing this motherfucker to make decisions on somebody who has never been in the household with this girl for real he's been in jail like i said i i'm with you friend i understand how yandy feels having somebody violate like that but the thing is she's still emotionally and mentally a fucking child and she had a tantrum and she acted out Yes, it's it's what teenagers do. She's yeah. not the first teenager to do no shit like that. Hell, Yandy, you do that shit, and you're a grown ass woman. It's fucking, and then let's add in a layer of her being manipulated by somebody older. Also, that it's so many layers to this. But like I said, if this if these were the children that you and DC share, or if this was little Mendeecees. It would be non-fucking negotiable that y'all would be trying to boot them kids into their own fucking apartment at the age of 19. Right. Like, it's 
it's given that y'all are doing this because infinity is not biologically or because exactly I'm, I'm not even I'm not even gonna factor him in DCs. Yeah, that's they exactly doing this, what it's given. Yeah, because she's not biologically yours. Because ain't no way in hell that y'all will put y'all biological kids be like, well, on your own, especially with Yander going doing all this goddamn carrying on about breaking generational curses and being better and all this, you know, shit that she claimed to be on. Ain't no way in hell she would do this with their biological kids. Exactly. And that's all I'm saying, friend. I'm not if if the, if they absolutely would react the same way with their children, their biological children, then okay, fine. But I highly I doubt see it. it. But I highly doubt it. And we can call a spade a spade there. Yeah. Um next week's episode is gonna be spicy because we're gonna see Bambi talking about divorce and scrappy. And I went to their Instagrams and they really don't post each other much. Mm. Maybe she got tired of them chicken wings on the bed. I hope so. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> just every you night. Nasty motherfucker. Just, just every chicken night wing crumbs in the fucking bed. <laughs> you got lemon pepper, lemon pepper sheets. <laughs> Saddening lemon pepper. <laughs> yeah. Scrappy, Scrappy, you're not seeing him. For a number of reasons, but primarily because you was eating goddamn chicken wings. Or bar- what the what the what, what I bet you. barbecue? Barbecue. I bet you, I bet you, Bambi see what the fuck Erica was talking about now. But this what happened when you a backbiting ass bitch and on behalf of a nigga. You mm. was backbiting to get that nigga. And Erica say, huh, have him. Take him. He yours. Welcome to it. Speaking of which, remember last season when remember last season when Eric when Bambi was was mad at was was uh joint in with Scrappy being mad at Erica for want Erica want Scrappy to be in a, a prison and a kind of for a father. Yeah. Mm. Yep. When you do well. birdery. One thing about them tables, baby, they turn. They turn. She was doing all that carrying on because all Erica wanted. She needed. She was she flapping them motherfucking, flapping she, them baby gums all over town. Mm-hmm. Now you t- talking about divorcing this nigga? You was doing all that carrying on about Erica, and all Erica, Erica don't want that nigga. Hasn't want that nigga. She just want him to be a president and a kind of forefather. You was doing all that carrying on. As the gums hush. As the Show title. <laughs> <laughs> the gums. You get on my damn nerve. As the gums hush, baby. Um, <laughs> but speaking of gums, let's go on over to Potomac where Giselle is always flapping hers. Uh, you are on it with the segues today. You like that? You I, see I, me? I, Let I, me I, in. I see what you did. <laughs> You're doing amazing, friend. <laughs> so we get to um so season six, episode five, the rumor mill. In this episode, the ladies are in where are they? Colonial Williamsburg or some shit. Uh they somewhere here. Where the, they somewhere, yes, Williamsburg, Virginia. 
where why the fuck would you want to be in Williamsburg, Virginia, a place where motherfuckers go to retire quietly? I so, had a very shady joke, but I'm I'm referring. I would like to hear it. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, you do have a cast of damn near senior citizens that need to retire their mess, so I guess it fits. Ooh. Ooh, that was a spicy one. Uh, I am pretty weirded out by Giselle's insecurities this season. Typically, you know, she's commenting on people's finances and stuff, but she is really going at Wendy's neck this season since Wendy has had this plastic surgery. Wendy is more confident in her body. Wendy's wardrobe has gotten better after she was dragged all last season for wardrobe choices. And I'm pretty tired of this 50-year-old woman constantly talking down about Wendy's looks at this point. You have the thing with Giselle and Robin, and we can call a thing a thing at this point, Y'all two bitches have rested all your laurels on being fair-skinned with green eyes and very pretty. That has been your claim to fame and y'all relationships, and y'all have nothing really going for y'all except for that. Mm. Robin, you put Juan in financial ruins to keep him around. Man, he still don't want you. Giselle, you, you, the reason you told Ray Huger, you hope that he, uh, that he won't live to see whether or not you die lonely is because you know that Ray Huger had a point. Your looks are only getting you, but so far. And are they getting you far? Because the damn show ain't for the, because for the woman who rests all her, pride and joy and giving other women relationship advice and comment on their relationships, you cannot sustain a healthy relationship with a man. Or anybody for that matter. You are a divorced mother of three. You divorced that man because he cheated all on you. You left him and you went on over to the, to the man that was buying pussy. <laughs> Okay, I can't remember the man name. Uh, that burned out and he Sherman. kept ghosting you. Yeah, you. we had to deal with Sherman Gate. That ended in, in flames. Then you went back to Jamal and Jamal made you look stupid again and that ended in more flames. You are someone who cannot maintain a healthy romantic relationship with a man Yet you feel compelled to always dig at the other women on the show. The audacity of you is in abundance, bitch. And Robin, you can't even get your funky ass out of bed and get your kids ready for school. Instead of worrying about what the fuck Wendy is doing and Wendy's confidence and Wendy's sex appeal, go get you some motherfucking counseling. And deal with your depression. Yeah, because I was Bitch, always say. got perfect attendance to be in everybody else fucking business, but not handle your own issues. Ooh. Damn, because see, that's right. what I was going. 
Cause I was finna say, cause I saw a tweet and I mean, I was again, I watched the show, so I agree. Like it is very clear that Robin has a case of uh, depression. I mean, we talked about it here too, cause I think we dragged Juan for his lack of uh, emotional intelligence about it. However, uh, you, my my empathy only goes so far because, like you just said, you got depression, you clearly got issues, but yet you. Yet you are present and accounted for for being Giselle's flunky and arguing with whoever Giselle is arguing with, being messy and being another folks shit when you got you literally are boxing with your own demons, Robin. Your priorities are piss poor to say the least. Piss poor. And Giselle, The thing with Giselle is that (laughs) it's one of those things where, um, like, how do I say this? People would not use her lack thereof of romantic success success with men as a dig if she was not so fully invested, as you said, in other folks' romantic dealings with their men. It's like you cannot use other people's men and their marriages and relationships as a weapon against them. And then when people do it to you, cry, well, this is not girl power. This is not, you know, no, no. Because if you would shut the fuck up, then wouldn't nobody have to say that. But since you don't know how to do that, well, you reap what you sow. Yep. Absolutely. And also, I just, I th- also, know, I, also, I, I want to add this too. Because uh, I, I wanted to touch on what you were saying about her and commenting on Wendy's um work. Like, it's one thing for us to joke about it, right? Because we joked about it. Like, when did we get it, girl? You, you got some new titties. They, they sitting pretty. We get it. Yeah, but we absolutely, but we absolutely understand. Again, we joked about it and we moved on. I, yeah. We certainly don't believe that Wendy having this the surgery done, these enhancements done, take away from her accomplishments as a scholar, as a businesswoman, as a wife, as a mother, anything. Right. Now we, she's still I, a we bozo. certainly don't see it that way. We are certainly not being sexist or misogynistic because Wendy has chosen to uh, get some work done after she's had three children. Yeah. Like we and we breastfed talk about, three children. Yeah, we talk about Wendy because she a bozo, but that is not that ain't got nothing to do with her her work. A woman feeling like they can be sexy, and also me and shut the fuck up. Cause you used to sell pussy out that strip club, and you ain't gonna tell me different. I don't feel like any woman in there should comment on how Wendy chooses to present herself now that her body is in a place where she wants it. If that woman wants her cleavage hanging out every fucking day, that's her business. If she want to wear skin tight clothes and show her curves, that's her business. I'm going to be real. That woman has brought forth life. Now she living a fucking men. Because we in what, like episode what, five, six, and it's already getting annoying that every time Wendy is out, they comment on Wendy going out, going, what, 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 under the knife. 
not aware of that too. But what Dre said, going uh going out more and showing less, like it's already getting annoying yeah. that they comment on that every fucking episode. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, Wendy is a bozo. Um, you have started the, the process for this home goods business while not having trademarked anything, while not having filed for licenses for anything. You really starting to give me Darius Williams of the candle business. Darius Williams. Uh, Darius Crooks. Oh, child. <laughs> You giving Darius Crooks of the candle business? <laughs> like, who the fuck is Darius? <laughs> I refuse to call that that man any Darius Crooks because he can't cook shit. Ooh, shit! I was so confused. <laughs> you giving us candler to scammer? Okay, and, you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you doing a lot. Wasn't Karen that said? At, wasn't the Karen that asked her like, "Have you sat with a business partner about this?" Or <laughs> no? Yeah, it was. It was, and even Eddie is frustrated that she's half-assing this because business trying to break into a business that's already saturated, it can get it can get scrappy. Yeah, <laughs> it can get you, scrappy there, and there's no shortage on black women making candles yeah i can point you to about five or six on twitter hello uh i mean you know i'm looking forward to this episode today because this is when shit is supposed to hit the ceiling um, this is when wendy is gonna get into it with giselle and robin about those rumors but let me say Another opportunity to drag Giselle. You have been crying for 84 nights about Karen taking rumors about you and Jamal and spreading them, mm. uh, you know, through through Potomac, through the cast and so on and so forth, mm. demanding an apology from her, mm. talking about how it affected your kids and so on and so forth. Lying. Yet we are seeing you initiate this rumor amongst the girls about mm. Wendy and Eddie. I just find it funny how Giselle can see the wrong and I'm saying wrong in air quotes when it's done to her but yet can't see when she is doing that very same wrong to others. I just find it funny how. I, it's very funny. Very funny in the light skin. You are a coward, you are a fraud, you are a hypocrite, and you are a fucking liar. Let's just call a thing a thing at this point. You are mad because, because Karen one-upped you at the reunion and Monique came in with the gut punch. You are upset that the only bone you can carry when it comes to Karen is that Ray had tax problems and now you can't even carry that bone because Jamal Bryant has a seven, a six figure tax debt and it could be more. We don't know yet. Mm. You're a hypocrite. 
And I can't wait for the reunion this time around because I want to see you be called out again. I was about to say, hell, again. Again. Hell, is, is Mia going to bring the bounder this time or, or Wendy? I pray it's Wendy. And I hope that we see Monique back for season seven. Yeah. Yeah. If for any, really if, if, if for any other reason, because I want to see y'all cry and whine about it on the internet, to be perfectly honest, because I'm petty like that. Yeah. Yeah, I want to, cause I want to see y'all. I want to see y'all fake protest the show that Mo, if Monique come back, knowing good and Looking goddamn well, you still it. gonna watch it. You know I'm gonna be front and center. You know. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> speaking of front and center, let's head on over to Potomac where we had a front row seat for uh the the be- the beginnings of. Marceau and Letitia fall out. Um, <laughs> their marriage is extremely rocky, I believe. I believe what we see on these cameras is just a small portion of the mayhem that is their marriage currently. I wouldn't be su- surprised if at some point in this offseason that separation and other things come up because they are not on the same page about anything. This... uh. Well, I guess we can just go ahead and jump into it. This uh counseling session, uh, not even gonna hold you. It was uh it was kind of cringy to watch. Not even gonna lie to you. First things first, even if Marceau wouldn't have gone, I think you severely overstepped boundaries by pulling a surprise marriage counseling session on him. The only way that counseling and therapy works is when people want to do it. There is no other way to address therapy and counseling without willing parties. Not only did you waste your time, you wasted the counselor's time. And this is the, this is like one of my issues with Leticia. It's shit like that. Don't we always say whenever you do su- surprise anything, it never goes as planned? It never goes the way you want it to. And it was manipulative. I mean, even though, and let me say, I got a dragon in my spirit for Marceau, but when it comes to stuff like this, people have a right to not want counseling. Even if they, even if they desperately a, need it. Even if they desperately need it, if the answer is going to be no, they are allowed to have that no. Yeah. Now, I might be foolish as a motherfucker, but they are allowed to be foolish. You took his ability to choose away from him, and in turn, nothing was solved. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I don't think it would be solved even if he said yes, knowing him. Which is why he would have never said yes. Yeah, exactly. He has no... He has no desire to change who he is, how he thinks, and how he operates within his marriage. Yeah. What that's saying so, about uh, what that's saying about old men, especially old black men, stuck in their way. You cannot teach an old dog new tricks. Hello. You cannot, and you will not. Marceau is a chauvinist. Yeah. He is a chauvinist. 
Yeah, he, he, he is, is a run of the mill, misogynistic uh, black man. He's not even a southern black man. Marceau and Maurice are from Michigan. They from Detroit. Oh, they are? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which is why Kaya is in Detroit. Ah, gotcha. Mon- gotcha, gotcha. Martel and Melody are from Huntsville. Mm, got you. Got you. Okay, yeah. That I was man like, is not. You can't, you can, yeah, like you said, you can't even apply the southern thing to them two niggas. They just, they just chauvinists, period. They just chauvinists. They are men with money, access, and power, and they don't feel like they have to do better or be better. Yeah. Because we will get to more because, boy, but continue. Frank. Now, I got a dragon on my spirit for Letitia. You are very fucking unlikable. <laughs> And I, you are very fucking unlikable. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> it's not that you don't have a valid statement about uh, your husband and his ways and his how he does not put your marriage first. My issue with you, Letitia, is that you opt to put on 37 hats and then cry about being overwhelmed. Mm. That is my issue with you. You chose to go back and get another master's degree in a pandemic while your kids were doing virtual homeschooling. You chose to start a podcast. You choose to put all these events on. You choose to start these businesses by yourself that aren't bringing in any income. Mm. Then you choose to try to help Marceau run his businesses. You want to have a say in black. You want to have a say in this in the champagne thing. You want to have a say in the construction company. You want to have a say in when the houses is going to be built and all this other shit. You want to wear all these hats. Then you want to cry about being overwhelmed. You don't get to do both things. Have some discernment. Have some discernment. Have some better decision making. You cannot do it all. Because right now, what you're looking like is a jack of all trades and a master of fucking none. Mm. If you're going to, and I have no problem with you wanting to be a boss babe, but do it within reason. Get something off the ground successfully before you keep diving into other shit. The podcast was a fleeting moment. You was doing it and then you wasn't. The black girl shit you was doing about love your hair, love your skin. It was there and then it wasn't. You getting another master's degree. What are you doing with the first master's degree? You are one of those people that you have an idea, you jump head first into it and you never complete it. And for that, I can see why at times Marceau doesn't take a lot of the things you do serious because you don't stick with them. You don't. And Marceau, you paying the cost to be the boss, but being paying the cost to be the boss, it takes so much more than that in a marriage. It takes so much more than that with raising kids. The reason that you want your wife to be a stay-at-home wife and a mother is so that she can pick up all the slack that you let go of in the home. Yeah. 
And I agree. Tisha does spend a lot of money. And Tisha did try to lie in her face, talking about, well, I got to buy for me and three kids. But when she, but Tisha, baby, I peeped it. And I know my friend didn't because he ain't into all of that shit. This woman walked into that therapist's office with $1,000 Bottega Veneta shoes on her fucking feet. <laughs> yeah, you. I did not peep that at all. <laughs> you walking around wearing $1,000 shoes to go to the therapist on a regular-ass Wednesday. Girl, you could have wore some Chuck Taylors. <laughs> so I know, I, I absolutely believe Marceau when he says you spend a lot of fucking money. But you deserve to. And Marceau, you can't complain about the money she spend because that is the that is the price you pay when you want her to be a stay at home wife and mother. And all of your income is the household income. That's yeah. the game. Yeah, I mean, if you're going patriarchy, patriarchy, right. You can't talk about how much money she spent because if she if she were working in corporate America with those two master's degrees, she would be able to buy her own $1,000 shoes out of her own money, out of her own paycheck if she so chose to. But because you want a stay-at-home wife and mother, your income is her income. Yeah. Because you you want a... You want... You, you, Marcel, Marcel, you want the traditional patriarchal i pay all the bills the wife does all the the domestic work the raising the kids the cook taking care of the house xyz so yeah in that contractual business arrangement which you know again let's be honest you know marriage originally started as a business contract then that's part of the arrangement you work you pay all the bills she gets to spend your money that's how i go because you don't want her to do nothing else so that's how i go that's the that's the price you pay in exchange for her doing all the stuff, like my friend said, the 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 domestic and emotional labor of the the house, the house and home, the stuff that you don't want to do, that you want Tisha to do, that's the exchange. She do all the stuff really? you don't want to do. She get to spend your money. That's how I go. If you don't want to do that, then you're gonna have to change. But since you don't want to do that, you stuck in your ways. Then you hey. It is what it is. Yep. That's it. Yeah. I don't know Honestly, both of you motherfuckers are going for different reasons. That's... <laughs> yeah. They are both very annoying. That's why yeah. I said it's two sides to this conversation. It's yeah. not just he right or she right. Yeah, or he wrong and she wrong. They, they are, are both, both contributing to the discourse in their marriage because yeah. they are not on the same page. That is their biggest issue. They they have communication issues. And by them not being on the same page, they are moving in totally different directions, both doing their own thing and never once meeting in the middle to see if it's beneficial for all parties involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Speaking of Maurice and Kaya, you both, mo- both you motherfuckers perform like you ain't never fucking performed before. <laughs> Y'all performed on vast levels. First things first, this boy is headed to high school. If y'all believe for even one fucking second that he was gonna wait till he got out of college and got married to have sex, 
That little boy fucking now. <laughs> if you think vaping the worst he doing, I guarantee you it ain't. Mm-hmm. That little boy is, first of all, y'all have waited till he was a high schooler to discuss the birds and the bees. That says a lot about y'all naivete where y'all kid is concerned. The, hello. Hello. And also the because ninjas. all teenagers typically be thinking about sex before they even hit 13 a lot of times. They probably, they are not doing it, but the thoughts are there. Yeah. And also you can especially take, in today's world when you can so easily access sex related things on the internet, which also speaks to I see I peep a lot of I mean I did because when I text you when I fast forward through a lot of this shit because it was performative, I meant that, but also I peeped a lot of shit. This y'all honestly came off as some deadbeat parents because why why are these not conversations and things that you are having with your son before now? Because I feel like, and maybe this is me, you know, doing a bit too much. But I feel like if you had healthy communication with both each other, number one, and then by proxy your son, these things like the vaping, talking about sex, these are things that you can very easily have open and honest communication in a healthy and productive manner with your children. So when they do decide to do these things or have interest in these things, they can make sound and good decisions. Because like we said last week, first of all, hitting the vape is not that goddamn bad. It's really not the end. It is, it is just weed. It's not the end of the motherfucking world. And as far as sex goes, like I said, if you talk to your kids, they can make informed decisions so they can do, if they choose to do these things, they can do them safely, healthily and in a res responsible manner and the fact that y'all are doing all this goddamn performing with this boy about this lets me know that y'all ain't had them conversations which means y'all dropping the ball as parents yep so forgive me for finding all this shit extremely performative and giving respectability and new blacks yep like like we said last week with the conversation that Kimmy had with Maurice, it was awfully fucking strange to us that Kimmy is having to tell you you need to spend more time with your child. Mm -hmm. That says a lot. That says that Kimmy is spending more time with your kid than, than with your son than you are. Mm-hmm. Then can we also talk about the nerve, the unmitigated gall of this nigga to leave her there by herself? By herself. Marie, you 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 are damn sure more my soul's brother. I can tell you that much. Uh yeah, I was about to say they both are showing well, Marceau been showed me, but Maurice starting to look the same to me as his brother. And yeah. I'm starting to see why all of them was hanging out. Him, Marceau, and Martel. Mm -hmm. They giving me birds, birds of, of a feather, feather tea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Niggas of, ne of neglect, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, Can we... Can we... Because, I mean, I wanted to save it for last. Because I, I got something in my spirit for Destiny. And also this new girl. Is her name Tia? Tiffany. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. Um, 
I will say that I'm looking forward to the episode that's coming up because Tiffany is uh, going to get checked by Maurice and Kimmy, and rightfully so. And let me say, I, we just said that Maurice did a lot of performing. However, Tiffany overstepped her bounds, bringing up anything Monster did in front of those women, especially when you don't know Kimmy. You, I agree. You never met Kimmy. Agreed. Agreed. You overstepped a huge boundary bringing that up to a stranger. Yeah. Talking about I was just trying to make conversations. Girl, with that, with people that you don't with know. That? With somebody's kid, somebody's kid is your conversation piece. Right. Plan somebody absolutely else. Absolutely no fucking not. No, yeah, absolutely fucking not. But with that said, Destiny is doing a whole fucking lot. Remember Destiny what I said? Remember what I said about when you could tell they ain't got nothing to do, so they got to fabricate some shit to have a storyline? Yeah, Destiny is doing a whole fucking lot. Because let me tell you, Tiffany not wrong with the Destiny situation. Destiny, you played in, you played in Tiffany's face. You played in our face by trying to act like you don't know that woman. And that woman had to remind you how y'all knew each other and how y'all had met before. If you had been transparent and kept it 100, that woman would not have had to bring up the fact that y'all knew each other because she saw your ex-husband at an award event with a woman, not you. And you at when you asked her, like when you said something about liking her outfit, she had to tell you that wasn't me. And that's more than likely how you found out your husband, your ex-husband was cheating on you. Oh, if you a real bitch would have said, hey, girl, it's good to see you again. It's been a long time. Mm. You pretended like you didn't know that girl. And then you ended up with egg on your face. You played a stupid game. You won a stupid prize. I don't know what you want us to say, but I, I think Jeremy is right that they trying to fabricate some drama between Mel and Destiny because we're we're not getting a whole bunch of male and Martell drama this season. At least not yet. Not yet. Because so y'all have they been do get trying to push this. On. Yeah, but y'all trying to push this beef with them because how in the world is any of this Melody's fault? To right. I'm just Literally. sitting here like. How is I'm this her fault like, in any capacity? I'm just sitting here like so. How is like did Mel like is Tiffany a ventriloquist doll and Mel just pushed pulled a little string to get her to talk because otherwise how the hell is this Mel fault? And then instead of talking to Mel, you go talking to Tisha who just started back speaking to Mel, basically saying Mel had something to do with it or she knew it was happening. Like, come on, that's like bullshit. I know Mel got you know I you know foul. Mel, like I know Mel got producer credits, but not like that. <laughs> Especially when we have seen from the uh, originator of the show that this is totally unscripted. Again, Dustin, you led with it because you could have just said, hey, girl, good to see you again. Yeah, we met once before some years ago. And called it a fucking day. Yeah. Now, if Tiffany you played in that girl's face, now Tiffany, now if you would have lived with that, and then Tiffany continued to be chose to be messy, then that's her bad. Yeah. Because at that point, it's like okay, like 
like if like you say, if Destiny would have said, "Hey, I remember you," you know, nice to see you again, and then Tiffany would have been like, "Oh well, the reason we know each other now that would have been her bad, because now you're just being rude and messing for no reason." Exactly. But yeah, I don't. I this is this is just giving me. We need Destiny. Don't want to talk about this nigga in the divorce, so we got to f- find a reason for her to be fake okay. mad at me. Friend, here we go. Before we get up out of here, me and Mama White Diamond said the same thing. <laughs> There's something that Destiny is not telling us because Destiny wholeheartedly hid her divorce from everyone. We could see if Destiny was on the outs with Mel or she was on the outs with Tisha. Um, I could see why she maybe wouldn't have told Kimmy. But as we saw last week, she, her and Kimmy had been hanging out, going mm. to brunch together. Yeah, Something in the milk is not clean about this divorce because I do not get hiding a whole ass divorce from all of your fucking friends. That is a huge life event. You was not hiding it when you was pregnant. You was not hiding it when you was losing your shit about uh, them saying that he makes some good ass chicken. But you was very hush hush and kept this divorce from your friends. Which that is very it, weird to me. Which in retrospect can we... and the divorce happened off camera, so you could have confided in them, right? Which not since we here. <sighs> How do I say this? We honestly should have known that Destiny was going to end up being a goofy on this show when we got introduced to them and she was fake mad at Kimmy for saying that, this, that she didn't know this nigga, but she, he made some good chicken. We should have known then, because that was a dumb reason to be mad then. Yeah. Something, something went terribly awry in that marriage. We are not getting the, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Um, because again, you don't hide whole ass divorces from your friends. Yes, you don't owe the cameras anything, but you didn't even tell Mel. You didn't tell Tisha. Yeah, because you was the, hanging um, out with Kimmy while you was divorced and didn't even tell Kimmy. Because what's the um? What's the what's the Remember, because then we had kind of sort of had this issue on um on um shit on Salt Lake City when um uh, what was it yeah. Meredith? Yeah, hiding like the fact she, that she was separated. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We sure did. Because she hid it from um Lisa, wasn't it? Wasn't it Lisa? Yep. Yeah. Which is like you don't owe them that but it's weird but at the same time that was a kind of a different situation because lisa was like batshit crazy because <laughs> remember she got it into it with everybody at the fucking really yeah so that's kind of a different situation but yeah some in the milk ain't clean yeah some not adding up and i hope that we we see more of it more of that um, and less of this because this is stupid <laughs> This is very stupid, girl. You was divorced from that man now. What do it even matter at this point? Also that. Like, like girl, you are 44. If you don't have to go sit your ass out. Please. Please sit your ass down somewhere and, this and lay is down. This is dumb. Well, that's it, friends. That's all we got. All right, but we niggas. did do some dragging. 
Yeah. We got some things off our chest. We'll be back next week with mess and chaos every fucking where they're gonna be fighting on Atlanta. They're gonna be fighting on Potomac. They're gonna be fighting on motherfucking Huntsville. So shit. Y'all just bring y'all boxing gloves next week. Now everybody yeah. gonna be comfortable Let's- fighting. Everybody ain't we gonna be doing more than boxing at the bistro next week. <laughs> That's for sure. Alright, niggas. But yeah, we out. Peace.